Because I know there are people who say all these things don't happen. And there are people who forget what it's like to be 16 when they turn 17. I know these will all be stories someday, and our pictures will become old photographs. And we'll all become somebody's mom or dad. But right now, these moments are not stories. This is happening. I am here, and I am looking at her. And she is so beautiful. I can see it. This one moment when you know you're not a sad story. You are alive. And you stand up and see the lights on the buildings and everything that makes you wonder. And you're listening to that song on that drive with the people you love most in this world. And in this moment, I swear, we are infinite. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, a podcast where four friends review movies that you absolutely should have seen already. My name is Tyler, and I'm here with three of my best friends. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. (laughs) Sorry, Zach. I'm going to not interrupt, and I'm going to be Scott. (laughs) Non-interrupting Scott. I'm non-interrupting Scott. (laughs) I like how you cut that so that it sounds like they were listening to our theme song. They are. In the tunnel. Right? I the, think that's what they were listening. That's why they couldn't figure out who it was. In my <laughs> <laughs> Is this is our theme song a David Bowie song? It's, yeah, you didn't realize no, that. It, 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 it no, sounds no, no. vaguely like Lost in the Supermarket. Yeah, I know. You said like three You couldn't times, tell right? by yeah, his I, voice. I can only hear it. <laughs> it's uh it's it's some song by Ryan Anderson. So Oh yeah, Ryan Anderson, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, I guess we've actually never given credit for that before, so I guess we might as well give credit for the fact that our, our theme song that you guys have heard for the last little more than a year uh, is something I got on the internet from some free music archive, and uh, it's by a guy named Ryan Anderson. So I had no clue. Is that is that the teacher from this movie? <laughs> That's correct. Okay. No, that was Bill Anderson. Oh, okay. Yeah. D- to be fair, Scott, you said pre-podcast <laughs> we could have played a David Bowie song and you'd still would have had no clue. I wouldn't have known it was David Bowie. Scott, you wouldn't have been able to choose a Ryan Anderson song from a David Bowie song. I mean, it sounds like Ryan Anderson songs don't have lyrics. <laughs> you don't know that there's not more to that song. There could be lyrics. I mean, I've listened to the whole three minutes of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> have you I, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard the middle of it once and it freaked me out. <laughs> I've got to say though, Scott said, oh, I don't know any David Bowie songs after he watched this movie. Like, you know, <laughs> part of one. He's like, I don't know what David Bowie sounds like. I couldn't like. tell you what song they listen to in the movie right now. We could be heroes. <laughs> is that Just David Bowie? One day. Yeah. That's, the, is that Freddie that's Mercury? the tunnel song. More surprising <laughs> though is I, I said, <laughs> no, if people are going to kill us. <laughs> Just Scott. They're just going to kill Scott. More surprising though, I said he's in Under Pressure. He's not Freddie Mercury. And then Scott said, what does Freddie Mercury sound like? <laughs> yeah, at least I knew who he was though. Actually, That's I true. think he said, who's the queen guy? Because <laughs> he said, who's the queen guy? And yeah. then Scott said, who's that? <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, All sorry. right. Uh, before we get too deep into this, I have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Scott, I have a message from uh, Superfan JP. Okay. He wanted me to tell you that uh, movies aren't actually supposed to be bad or mediocre. Oh. 
He just didn't think anybody had ever told you that. I was basing my movie choices off of JP's life. So. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. So like in terms of like how, how good of quality. Yeah. Like the quality of my movies are the quality of his life, his life. Yeah. But you know, nobody loves Scott movies more than Scott does. So that's kind of a compliment. That's true. It's the greatest of compliments. Yeah. But I like them because they're trashy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like major dad vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Dad vibes. Speaking of which, uh, Roland Emmerich has a new movie coming out. I'm actually pretty stoked for it. (laughs) It's it's so stoked. I, a, I tried to watch the trailer yesterday for it. It was incomprehensible. It seems like the moon is crashing into the earth, but it's not actually the moon. It's like some other like spacecraft of some kind. <laughs> and Halle Berry, Halle Berry is trying to save the world with another person. <laughs> sounds like a solid time. It looked terrible, guys. <laughs> did you watch the trailer for it? No, I haven't watched the trailer for it. Zach, did you say you could get me into an early screening? I yeah, I think I could. Okay. I'll forward you the email. I signed up for like this pre, like free uh, preview thing where they you know will poll you afterwards for your opinions, and so I could forward you the email if you want. Um, I think uh, it's this Monday though. Is, where is it? Where is it at? Uh, I don't remember. Is that how we got to see Cloud Atlas? <laughs> no, that was this. This is kind of a cool story. I used to follow Chris Hardwick. Yeah, on Twitter, the Nerdist. Um, yeah, the Nerdist. Yeah. And he uh, he just tweeted it out and said like that he has uh, free tickets to this showing of Cloud Atlas like a week before it came out, and I emailed the email that he posted and we got put on the waiting list. And so you and I drove out and just showed up hoping there'd be space, and oh. there was. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Yeah, and I wasn't then, a but, huge fan of Cloud Atlas. Okay, I haven't seen it. I I liked it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot too. But do you remember Chris Hardwick was there? I do remember him being there. He yeah. like introduced him? it. He introduced the movie. Yeah, he was like uh, when he like came up and talked. He was like I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen feet from us, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's Chris Hardwick. Were you like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm so close to the host of The Talking Dead"? <laughs> that you, at that's the time, exactly what Tyler said word for word I thought in so. that <laughs> deadpan delivery yeah. too. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest because I don't. Chris Hardwick, the host of The Talking Dead. I never saw that. <laughs> I, okay, to Scott's point, I don't think this is someone you really need to know, no. like David Bowie or Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I know their names. Yeah. I know that they're singers. Okay, Chris Hardwick is essentially just a poor man's Ryan Seacrest. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nerdy, nerdy Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah. But the Nerdist was like a big, like uh, pop culture, like media conglomerate. Like mm. they had podcasts. They, I think the Nerdist was like the sponsor or like the the production company of the Talking Dead. I'm not sure. I've never actually sat through a whole episode. I just whenever Walking Dead would come on, I'd watch about ten minutes afterwards, and then I'd get yeah a little bored. They did Talking Bad for a little bit too. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Did Chris yeah. Hardwick do that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just talks about AMC shows. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct. what you know him from. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, what are we talking about today? I don't Uh, know. (laughs) We are talking about Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, This movie was written and directed by by Stephen Chobsky, uh, who also wrote the book that the movie is based on. Uh, It was released September 21st, 2012. uh, And the other guys gave it an 85%. IMDb has it at a 7.9. 
it was a, a little bit of an indie film. Uh, I guess not a little bit. It was an independent film. Um, and it did $33 million in the box office on a $13 million budget. Hmm. And it was nominated for no Academy Awards because it was independent. You picked this though, right, Tyler? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. I'm a huge fan. Uh, and I try and get as many people to watch it as possible. I think it's one of the more like compelling stories as a movie that I've seen. Like it's just very tight. Like there isn't a lot from a story perspective that I would change. I feel like the, the acting and delivery is really great. And in my opinion, I, I had mentioned this before, uh, on, on the pod, I think maybe during Ferris Bueller's day off, or I'm, I'm not sure which movie, but this is in my opinion, the best like teen experience movie. Like, we talked about teenage movies. Oh, it was probably when uh, we did 10 Things I Hate 10 About things You. I Hate About You. It was probably in that episode that we were talking about teen movies mm-hmm. as like a genre. And this is at the very top of the list for me. Mm-hmm. Like this beats Breakfast Club, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love it. And uh, that's an interesting, yeah. like, I'm trying to think what my favorite teen experience movie would be. I, I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Probably, I have to like take stock. Probably Requiem for a Dream. Yes, <laughs> that is a very relatable teen experience. <laughs> Jake's 10 things I hate about you. Yeah, is it? Yeah. It's funny because I it's didn't like know that. It, it, all of our picks are very reflective of like our own high school experience. Yeah, mine's Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that. The second one though, right? Yeah, Resurgence. <laughs> yeah. After your dad died off screen. That one. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Spoilers, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's it's i mean it happens off screen it's pretty great the queen comes in the queen of the aliens <laughs> the queen yeah the there's queen. a queen it's like a skyscraper alien society is a lot like bee society <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah and gotcha. jeff goldblum just kills it i wasn't sure if you were still like like just unfamiliar with the band queen and thought they were called the queen. <laughs> the queen. That's what you were talking about yeah. earlier, right? The, the queen guy. Yeah. Yeah. The queen guy from the spaceship movie. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I love this movie. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, we have uh, we have a friend, uh, Andrew, who like hates, at, at the time of watching this, like hated movies just like as a rule, like said, like, I don't like movies. It's a hot take. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well I've got a movie. My take is movies are actually bad. Yeah. (laughs) You know what, man, this music stuff, it's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and I was like, all right, well let's watch this. And, uh, he like sat, uh, on my coffee table, like in front of me and the other person that were watching the movie, like sat at the coffee table inches away from the TV the entire time. He loved it so much. Like he was engrossed. It was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, who, uh, who'd seen this movie before? I hadn't. I've had, seen it. I had not. So Zach, you had seen it and read the book. Yeah. Did you read the book before watching the movie or? No. Oh, okay. I read the book because one of my college roommates had it and I had already seen the movie and really liked it. And so I read the book and also really liked it. But I've seen this movie maybe four or five times now. Um, and I always really like it. Like, I think it's really solid. I do think it's like one of the better teenage experience movies. Um, I think everything you said about it, I would probably agree with. Like, I can't really think of anything I would take out or change or, you know, like every scene feels pretty 
important to the movie. Um, I don't really feel like there's any fat that needs to be trimmed or anything. Uh, I feel like it's aged well. When did, when did it come out again? 2012. 2012, yeah. 2012, yeah. So it's not super old. But uh, no, I mean, it's it's good. I, I think all the acting's great. I think I think Emma Watson is the only one who I think... I think she might be the worst. Um, but I think she's not bad. I think everyone else does really well. I love Ezra Miller in this movie. I really, really love Patrick. I even had the thought. I mean, I, this isn't a criticism because I also really like Charlie as well, and I think his story is really good. But I remember thinking to myself, this movie could, like, I could have enjoyed just as much a movie about Patrick. Oh, sure. And yeah. I think I would have enjoyed that just as much. Um, and so I, I think these are really interesting, like, unique fresh characters i think i would say like uh, they didn't really remind me they didn't feel like they were ripping off any anyone else that you've seen from like prior teenage movies or anything or like really stereotypical type teenage type roles you know um i think the music's really good i really like pretty much all of it except for the only one thing that i would change about this movie and i i think that at least one of us will resonate with this is that uh i would replace Logan Lerman. I, I really like Logan Lerman a lot. Um, but uh, I would definitely replace him with Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And then I would replace uh, Dermot Mulrooney, his father, his dad, with Robert Downey with Jr. RDJ. Yeah, that's of course. Solid, that's a solid. <laughs> so RDJ's take. in like five minutes of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Got just it. like Spider Man. Yeah. Can I he was in eight minutes of that movie. <laughs> Can I say something about uh, what, what's Dermot Mulrooney? Yeah. Uh, I. From afar, when he came in, he just looked like like knockoff Ross from Friends to me. Wait, that's not that's not who played the dad. That's what Tyler said. Uh, whoever the dad was, I think it's a different guy. I do have a question, Zach. I'm not, well, I, that was not my 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 assertion. I could be completely wrong, and I just do. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty certain it's Dermot Mulrooney. It, oh, Dylan McDermott. I'm sorry. I that I in my head I meant Dylan McDermott. Yeah, I just misspoke and said Dermot Mulrooney. For sure. It, I didn't click until I thought, like, I know who that Dermot Mulrooney guy is, and I don't think it's this guy. Dylan McDermott, uh, I, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with some, like, law show. I don't even remember what it was called. It was, like, a lawyer TV show. I was, was obsessed suits? with it. No, no, no. This was way before Suits. Uh-uh. I'm just throwing out any lawyer TV show I know. And uh, Only Suits. It's Oh, it was called The Practice. I was obsessed with it. But that's fun. Big fan of Dylan McDermott and exactly. Dermot Mulrooney. Out of the four or five times that you've seen this, how many of them were in the in your underwear with my dad? Uh, none. You didn't watch this with my dad? No. In his he, underwear? He, he said this didn't deserve to be uh, in the underwear. This wasn't collection. underwear material? Mm-mm. Scott, your feelings sounded so hard. <laughs> you didn't watch this with my dad? <laughs> so, I, I sent it to him and I said, what, what do you think, Dave? Like, can like, this, is this, yeah. is this, is this uh, good enough to make to the, the underwear collection? He said, hell no. <laughs> this has zero dad energy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, though. Whenever I do watch a movie with dad energy, Dave just kind of knocks on my door and takes <laughs> off his pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm here for it. So This I, is more mom energy. I uh, I just have to say, I just Googled Dermot Mulrooney, um, and uh, the first picture that popped up was him alongside Dylan McDermott. That's funny. Oh, oh, Dermot Mulrooney is in Friends, actually. Is yeah. It? Oh, yeah, 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 he is yeah. in Friends, yeah. In New uh, Girl. See, I looked at both of those people, and I wouldn't be able to tell you which one's which. <laughs> Scott, I think that you 
have a mental problem. <laughs> you might have face blindness. <laughs> I just and, and ear don't. blindness. I just don't <laughs> memorize people's faces that I don't care about. Voices. There's <laughs> a yeah. lot of people that you don't care about. That's true. It's like all the people. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm, I'm your dad. Oh. <laughs> just for the listener, because uh, you can't see us. He did look right at Tyler. <laughs> Dissing Tyler. That's why I'm in my underwear, Scott. So Got we can watch a movie together. I mean, Dave, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Jake, you and I were both late bloomers. What did what did you think? That was fine. Um, honestly, it, <laughs> it, it it felt a little generic to me. Honestly, like interesting for, when you were saying you felt like the characters were very unique. I thought every, I don't know. It was pretty predictable. I thought like what, a, a, every, what part was predictable? Almost everything to <laughs> like me. Like at the beginning, like oh, he got molested by his aunt. Uh, I think I figured that out halfway through the movie. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, and what, how, what gave that away? I don't know. It just, it just like the, 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 our little secret thing that she said it a lot. She's like, I'm going to get your birthday present, but then it changed. Like, I'll be our little secret. And he had that whole weird guilty thing about her. And then they talked about, well, then the other thing was then they talked about, um, Sam who had been molested as well. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, uh, they're they're gonna have like a thing. And then as soon as he, like, I knew for sure. He's like, oh, we've had the same experience. It's like, okay, that -hmm. definitely happened. Um, no, no, no. He said my aunt had the same thing happen to her. No, uh, it later in the movie, oh, like, like toward, towards the end, yeah, like not yeah. long before the reveal, he's like, I know you, you and I have had so many similar experiences. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that I'm definitely right. Wow. Um, I mean, uh, props like mad props. Yeah. I, I did not see it coming. Me neither. Um, I, I liked a lot of the acting like uh, of the main character, the main people. Um, I, I did. I, I, Ezra Miller was my favorite part of the movie. Um, I thought that some of the other perform like from minor characters, but like some deliveries were just rough. Like, like that Alice, girl, that blonde girl. Yeah. And also is that the girl that keeps making fun of him in the, that, that girl really stands out to me <laughs> that like, like her delivery was awful. Every line she had was terrible. Oh wait, was she the one with nice the braces? trapper, nice trapper keeper. Yeah. That <laughs> she was just awful. And like, like all like, I feel like, <laughs> the, I feel like you're really going in on the character that's so inconsequential. I'm sorry. Like, like I, what I, seconds what I mean to tried say, to describe it as like, I can't even no, remember who this what, was. What I mean to say is like, I feel like the people that weren't the main characters, yeah. I feel like there was a lot of rough performances okay. from them. Okay. Uh, but the main characters I thought were pretty good. I thought some of the dialogue was a little rough too at times. Okay. Um, Especially like the moment that really I thought was so stupid and made me cringe so hard was when Emma Watson comes up to him and she says, welcome to the Island of misfit toys. And I was like, that's so stupid. Yeah. No, I mean, and like, I feel like there was a lot of that kind of thing. I don't know if there's a lot of it. I also don't know. Like I've, I think I've heard people say that before. Yeah. And like Rudolph. No, I think it's a a popular phrase. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like outside of Rudolph, like it's not that, it does it feel was just weird. The, it was how dramatic it, it was. It does feel like something that like a high schooler wouldn't possibly say. Yeah. I don't know. That was a phrase that I knew in high school. Like, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I've said it. I definitely said it. Yeah. The, the one other big takeaway I had from this movie was like when I was watching Emma Watson, I was like, oh, wow, I'm not really seeing her as Hermione. But then they do the... Uh, the 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 Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then she yeah. has the the extensions the on or hair. whatever, yeah. and it's styled like she was in Harry Potter. And I was like, oh my gosh, Hermione, stop doing that! Uh, <laughs> that moment made me cringe, but just because of that. 
Well, if it makes you feel better, it makes Emma Watson cringe too. She refuses to watch that scene in the movie. Yeah. I'm, you know, didn't, weren't you going to pick that for a Spooktober or something? Harry Potter? No. Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad that we didn't watch it, honestly. I, I watched about half of it when I decided to call it. It's, it, well, it's a movie that is like found its way into like uh cult following status because it's so bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. Like at school, they would have like posters in October, like, oh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I was like, oh, this must be a good movie or something. <laughs> at our school? school? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, at college. Oh, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I don't think so, man. <laughs> I think you have a faulty memory. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't go to Christian college. <laughs> Oh man, Scott. What well, about you? Yeah, uh, I liked it. I I don't think I liked it maybe as much as you guys did, but I definitely am not where Jake is. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it had heart. I really enjoyed the three main characters together. Um, I th- I think they did a great job of like feeling like high school students. Um, and I thought it was all very believable. Like I thought it was good acting thought it was a good story so yeah overall I, I i really enjoyed it um i liked ezra miller's character probably the most out of the three like his uh, he, his was the most compelling to me um who's the main character what's his name again the main actor logan lerman logan lerman yeah i felt like i don't know i wasn't as like drawn into his character i don't know if i wouldn't say it was like overacted but like i just, just like struggled to like feel the emotion that I know it was trying to make me feel with him. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I understand that. I mean, he's a, he's a very unique character, you know? Um, and I think that a lot of people would have a hard time really like empathizing, you know? So I, I get it. I mean, I, I I think I sympathize a lot with the character, but I don't think I empathize with him at all. Um, or at least much. Um, just, I think because he's so, uh, meek, mm. you know, that it just, it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, it, it doesn't feel real to me in a lot of ways. I think it is real to a lot of people who are that shy and who are that, uh, you know, isolated and alienated sure. from from friends and, yeah. and I mean one of our friends watched it inches away from the TV. And it, <laughs> and it, it made him realize that movies can be good. <laughs> so I think some people connect with it. <laughs> yeah, some people definitely connect with it. Um more to the, more even than I do, you know. I just think I, I think the thing that I love uh, about it is the the notion. One of the things I love about it lies the notion that like it seems that like we've talked about it before with Stephen King that he has a tendency to put himself in the page. Um, like he makes characters who are alcoholics, and he's an alcoholic. He makes characters al- at least in some level in so many of Stephen King's stories there is or the story is about a writer and he is a writer. Um, and Chopsky, I think really created himself in Charlie and like told a lot of his, maybe uh, a dramatized version of his own story. And, and I think there's a lot of like beauty and power in that. And I think that's what I like reach through the story and get out of it a lot is it just feels 
so true for some reason, you know, for some like inexplicable reason to me. And I think that it's, it's that it is in a lot of ways, very true. It's very influenced by, by life. Um, and I like when, uh, I like when stories can feel that way to me. Um, so yeah. Scott, what, what do you think, uh, would have made, would have elevated this movie for you? Um, I don't know. I think I just struggled to connect with Logan's character a little bit. And I don't, I don't, I I'm trying to, I was trying to think the whole time Tyler was talking of like, why did I struggle to like attach to his character? Cause I, th- I think he did a good job of, um, like trying to emote how someone in that situation would have like kind of not showing emotion a lot of the times. Um, so I don't know if it was maybe the way he was delivering it or if I just because I don't have a traumatized past like relate to him like or his situation or I don't know. I just struggled to connect. But I didn't feel that way with the other two characters. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you predict the ant thing? Um, I thought it maybe like 15 to 20 minutes before it happened but not like early in the movie no got it okay uh was was that so this is geared towards you Jake uh was the ant thing the only thing that you thought was predictable or was there other aspects of the movie that felt predictable or generic i just felt like i knew everything that was about to happen before it happened at like every stage of the movie almost really uh one thing was spoiled for me but i think i would have guessed it anyways what uh, was what was spoiled uh these two uh the other day was the the, the friend killing himself which they oh. which comes up early in the movie that's not even like, like something that's alluded to prior really i i assume that was, was who was he it? was writing the letters to oh no it's no? someone else oh is he actually sending those letters yeah Oh, I, that wasn't clear to me. I thought he was just like writing them for himself. No, so he he says in the beginning like uh um someone you don't know me but uh someone told me that you uh wouldn't judge me. And so that's why I'm writing you these oh. letters like Okay. Well, yeah. I missed that. Uh so <laughs> that I I I I probably would have guessed it maybe because I missed that but I was I like how you just assume like I still would have guessed it. Well no like like that that's like when I was watching it I was like oh okay so that's who he's writing to the friend that killed himself. Yeah. Like and then and then he's like oh yeah I had a friend and now I don't see him or whatever. Yeah. It's like okay that like So you were wrong and you had it spoiled for you and you were still wrong about it? Yeah, correct. What what on what was I I was wrong about who he was writing <laughs> to. Kidding. I had the friend kill himself spoiled for me. But yeah, 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 no, I'm joking. But I don't know. Like I feel like while I was watching it and I was like, okay, I think I I think I get what's about to happen. You I can't remember. Did you say that it felt like generic? Like the characters felt generic to you? Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Is there like a, a different movie that you've seen before that felt like like this emulated that? That's why I'm that's why I, I was hesitating to say that I think it felt generic. Because I'm trying to think of a movie that I know, but like I, as soon as I, as soon as I met all the characters, I felt like I knew who gotcha. they were and what was happening. Yeah, and so that's why I was like, okay, this just kind of feels kind of generic and predictable, but maybe it's just. I don't yeah, know. I think I think something that I like about this movie is I feel like in a lot of teen movies you have characters who are supposed to be weirdos, outcasts, whatever, mm-hmm. but they more often than not feel very stereotypical. And they kind of serve the purpose of being the weirdo. 
like contrasted to maybe the popular person right. or this or that, or they start that way and then they, sorry, that's okay. And they, I don't know, become popular by the end or something like that. But what I, I think something that I like about this movie is that like, like Emma Watson says, welcome to the island. Like they all see themselves as weirdos and outcasts yet within their group, they are still all very like well-developed and specific in like, uh, uh, unique to themselves in contrast to the other weirdos of the group. Yeah. That I thought felt very real to me. Like it, it reminds me of kind of friend groups that I kind of knew when I was in high school where it's like, they weren't the popular group, but still within themselves, they were still very specific and real people, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, that's kind of what it reminded me of. And I, I can't really think of another movie that reminds me of that. Yeah, I, I and I yeah, I I think maybe that's why I've I've just always this has felt so like real life to me, like mm-hmm. so true to life is the the way that he develops all these really distinctive characters from each other um rather than like just having to like build tropes. They seem like people that he's actually like people that he knows rather than you know, yeah, people that he is creating as some sort of like ex machina for the plot. Mm-hmm. Like none of their, none of their, none of their personality really like does anything for the plot. Yeah, in actuality, and I think that's unique. Yeah, to your point, like they didn't have to specify that that one girl steals jeans. Right. You know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like by doing it, it like it, it builds like a history of this group. Yeah. Which yeah. which I like. And like even, you know, uh uh no, never mind. I I, I was gonna say something, but I have to take it back. That's not true. Got it. Sick. <laughs> cool. Uh favorite lines, favorite parts. Yeah, we're just wrapping it up. We don't have to. It, it doesn't have to mean that we're at the end. I, w- I will <laughs> say that, 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 that that's like the wrap up thing. No, not necessarily. It doesn't have to. We be. we do it sometimes in the middle just to advance conversation. Yeah. Do you okay. have anything else to say? Uh, now you're putting me on the spot. You know. <laughs> so uh, I think my favorite part was when uh, Ezra Miller uh, pushed that sword with his finger. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I'm assuming this is from DC or something. You watched the Justice League. You yeah, watch, but I don't, like remember, I don't remember. I don't remember. That was the only thing the Flash did in that movie. I honestly can't remember. All I all I remember the Flash in that movie. I think he was like in a computer or something like that. He he does one thing while they're fighting, and it's that Wonder Woman drops her sword, and then he runs really fast around. It's like falling, and then he goes poke, and then it like goes back up to her. Yeah, and uh, that's all he does. <laughs> I mean, he does more than that in the fights. I don't know. I don't remember doing anything. He runs else. like really fast. Yeah, but. Doesn't to do he what? Like, he, he runs like, past uh, lightning yeah. at some point. Doesn't he like like uh, like put mustard on a hot dog like in really fast motion or something? That seems more like something Quicksilver would have done in an X Men movie. I don't know. <laughs> We're you talking know, about I, perks of being a wallflower. Yeah. Well, you asked me what I had to say, <laughs> and that's what you have to say is that you liked it so little that you like Justice League more. <laughs> no, I like this so much more than I like Justice League. I enjoyed the movie. Like I wasn't like, oh, that was a waste of two hours, whatever it was, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I probably won't watch it again, you know, for sure. You, <laughs> you don't have a favorite part. <laughs> um, 
I'll say this. I'm going to jump in and, and save you, Jake. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like in a corner. <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> the, uh, the part that stood out to me the most is when uh, Logan Lerman character is had just eaten the, uh, the weed brownie and he's high and he's then sitting at the counter with Emma Watson's character. She's making him the shake and they're having casual conversation. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he just tells the information so casually that his friend had killed himself and then just goes about his night and just like walks away. And like, that was probably the one scene where I was like, okay, like he's, he's definitely got some trauma and I do connect with him a little bit there, but um, so I would say that that's the scene that stood out the most to me. It is one of, I think the better, like, um, I don't know. I, I like that scene so much because I remember the first time watching it and just being so, um, like impacted by it. Like I, I felt like I was in Emma Watson's shoes in that moment, you know, um, just her shock and surprise. Um, but one of the things that I, I really appreciate about that scene is that there are so many lazy ways to get across that Charlie's best friend killed himself and that's why he has no friends kind of a thing. Like there are just lazy ways that they could have done that, you know, sitting around, uh, with his parents at a dinner table, they could have just, you know, brought it up, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I've seen something like that, like, a um, uh, a, an integral backstory that just gets lazily conveyed. And I felt like this was such a unique and powerful way to convey something that was unique and powerful to him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Zach, <laughs> I, I remember the I remember the part that I liked the best. Okay, it was it was it's honestly gonna, it, it pretty minor, but it was just something he did that I thought like like made me like him a lot, and I thought was very sweet. Was when he was uh, he wears a suit to school after Christmas, and then the kids are making fun of him. He's like, it was a Christmas present. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. that had major Jake vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I think one of my favorite, one of my favorite parts, one of my favorite scenes in this movie, all, all of the drama I really love. Um, I really love the, the, when Patrick is sort of like losing it, um, you know, toward the middle of the movie and they're at Shenley Park and, and he kisses Charlie and, and then immediately regrets it and starts crying. Like, I, I, I think that like. I thought that was really well done and, and, you know, a difficult moment for like Charlie to navigate through. So like all of these like big difficult moments, I really love, but one of my favorite moments that's like just so iconic to me of this movie. When I think about this movie, I often think about this scene and every time I hear come on Eileen now after having watched it, I think of the scene of him standing up against the wall and, you know, he's watching uh, them dance and have fun and just at the breakdown of that song, just as he like sort of like develops his own courage and strolls out to the dance floor, I, I just thought it was such a such a relatable moment for me, you know, being in high school and especially putting myself in his shoes a little bit to like not have any friends and and to like sort of pluck up the courage, like just the way that it was shot, I just thought was so so interesting. I thought it was funny that he was like sitting there holding his punch and he like downed it like he had a drink. Yeah. <laughs> like get his courage up. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just miming things that he had seen probably, you uh-huh. know, in, uh, in TV shows or something like that. I'll say one thing that I was going to, pr- I did predict though, was when they first are in the tunnel 
and uh, I just saw the lights going by, I actually thought to myself, oh, that looks like the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And it was. It was the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Is that a prediction or is that just recognizing where you've you've been? (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're just looking at concrete and lights passing by, it's kind of hard to know exactly what it is. It could have been any tunnel. So you saw it and you didn't think that it was in L.A.? I did not. I did not think it was in L.A. Okay. Zach, did you you see that and think it was in L.A.? (laughs) I mean, man, you could tell me there's some long tunnel in in L.A. and I believe you. Like, I'm not an L.A. local and no. But, like, nor a tunnel expert. You live kind of, you live pretty near L.A. Like, yeah. Did you, have you shoveled snow before? (laughs) (laughs) So, so they're giving me crap because earlier, uh, before the podcast, I said I wasn't. I I thought that the movie took place in L.A. Uh, because at one point they go to a Hollywood theater. It's like titled Hollywood Theater, and so I just thought, oh, L.A. And I'm not familiar with what Pittsburgh looks like. And then Scott pointed out that at one point in the movie there's snow, <laughs> and I just didn't connect uh, two and two. So. He passes out and makes a snow angel. I know, but I mean, I'm I'm. The, I'm more a focused on his trauma <laughs> than like, oh, snow in LA. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's like, more going on in my mind. I feel so, like there, there, there's there's like a point where they call special attention to the snow and Jake, they're like, hey, I, it's look, freezing. When I thought to myself, oh, LA, I didn't think LA at all a, a single time the rest of the movie. I'm really focused on the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that theater that, uh, to, Maybe save you a little bit. I don't know if this saves you, but we'll just move on from it. I, I mean, I don't need to be saved. Oh, you like need I- saved. <laughs> that was a JP moment right there. <laughs> JP would never. I, he, he'd make sure that I know that he would never do that. Oh, he would do that. So that theater that they are at, I don't know if it's called the Hollywood Theater or not. I don't mm. remember that. But uh, Stephen Chopsky actually saw... Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time in that actual theater. And so they went back there to film that scene uh, in a in a childhood memory of his. Yeah, I don't know if that saves me at all. It doesn't, but, but it's, it I'm just, just moved moving, us away. I'm just moving us along because yeah. we're getting really bogged so down don't get in fixed. snow in L.A. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't snow in L.A. I, I mean, it does from time <laughs> like to time. like that. <laughs> and no one is trying to say that it snows Zach, in it's L.A. It's not L.A., okay? <laughs> so oh, uh, something that we were reading that, that I thought was super interesting um, was that because, you know, we had talked about it before that uh, when we did uh, – 10 things I hate about you. And we talked about high school movies and like the person who created the genre, it seems like of the high school movie was John Hughes. Uh, and John Hughes actually bought the film rights to this movie originally. And he was going to write and direct it and then died before he could finish a script. And so, uh, Stephen Chopsky was able to sort of revive the project independently. Who did you say was going to be in that movie that, uh, John Hughes was planning on? Oh, uh, it was it was a weird cast. Kirsten Dunst was going to play Sam. I think Shia LaBeouf was Shia gonna LaBeouf be, uh, was going to play Charlie, and then somebody named Patrick something was going to be Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who the Patrick guy was, but yeah, what a what a different movie that would have been with Shia LaBeouf as. Uh, it was going to be uh, Patrick Fugit was going to be uh, Patrick. Yeah, I still don't know who uh-huh. that is. What are the other things that that director has done? John Our, Hughes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> Breakfast Club, uh, Ferris Bueller's, Ferris Day, Bueller's off. Day Off, okay. Sixteen Candles. Got it. 
So he does like exclusively teen movies. Yeah, he did a lot in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. Like I he, said, he, he he really did create the genre. He also, I think he did um, planes, trains, automobiles. Oh, did he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. And then he wrote Home Alone. Got it. Yeah. Great movie. Home yeah, Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. I recognize that him right there? Patrick Fugit, but I have no idea what I know. Him from. Oh, oh, he looks he, like fake Smeagol. Oh, like fake Andy Circus. <laughs> Andy Circus. Yeah. I think he was in uh, Gone Girl. I think he's one of the uh, police officers. I think he's one of the hobbits. Oh, he is one of the police I officers. So. In I think so. Yeah. I think he's yeah. one of the hobbits and. Uh, oh, I think he's in Almost Famous. I th- is he that is the main in Almost kid Famous. in Almost That's Famous? That's the kid in Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid in Almost Famous. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Oh, I've never seen Almost Famous. Oh wow, he looks <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, it's a little different now. So for the listeners, the guy who was in the main kid in Almost Famous was almost in. Perks the, of being a wallflower. I was almost in the original version. I would have liked that was never written. Yeah, I would like to see that. It was never finished. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen John Hughes's like yeah. adaptation. Of I mean, this. Shia LaBeouf is a great actor, and I want to see him with Kirsten Dunst for sure. <laughs> That's the one thing I feel like people have been saying is just like, man, like when Shia's, is Shia and Kirsten going to get together? When are in a they movie? going to come together? Like the two probably most important actors of our lifetime. You know what? Maybe in the new Spider Man, so the, like uh, Shia will play something like uh, some other car- version of Peter Parker, or may- maybe just like another he, version. He's like of, a Peter uh, Parker variant. Yeah. Uh, of uh, Osborne, Harry Osborne. Yeah, and then like he'll get together with he's with Tom Holland's Harry Osborne. Yeah, he's Tom Holland's Harry Osborn, but he's going to get together with Tobey Maguire's uh, Mary Jane. Got it. That would be cool. I'd, yeah. I'd support that. So uh, John Hughes died in 2009, uh, and presumably he was working on the script around that time and, and probably had purchased the rights to the movie uh, a bit before. So I'd like to imagine that uh, John Hughes writing this movie could have saved us from Transformers ever having existed, but he died and ruined that, Man. ruined those chances. That sounds like a good uh, what if episode. Wait, him <laughs> dying made Transformers heaven? What does that mean? Well, Shia, Shia LaBeouf would have been tied up. Oh, But here's here's the thing. One, you can't stop Transformers. Somebody else would have <laughs> died. can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, like Shia, it, it, it's, it's mean, gone on past He still would have made it, just yeah. Shia LaBeouf just wouldn't have been But also, it. do you think that John Hughes saw Shia's performance in the Even Stevens movie and was like, I got to get this kid? Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Zack Snyder saw Ezra Miller in this movie and thought he'd make a perfect Flash. So, could have been. And you know what? The Even Stevens movie is a lot better than the Justice League. That's so. very true. Have we all seen that? Justice League? No, the Even Stevens, Stevens oh. movie? No. <laughs> no. Where they go to the Cursed <laughs> Island or whatever? Can, no. we st- can we still, like, as a podcast... Uh, officially release a statement that even Steven's movie is better than Spirited Away. Oh, Oh, Spirited Away. Yeah. I'll I'll write off on that too. Yeah. Wait, you agree? (laughs) It's it's official. Yeah, we'll put it on the story. It's better than Justice League and Spirited Away. Got it. It, By the way, we do have to ask now, or or is this what you're answering, that Perks of Being a Wallflower is better? Or or is Perks of Being a Wallflower better than Spirited Away? Yeah. I. Really? You, You... Support that? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, you came off so lackluster about this movie, and you chose Spirited Away. Didn't I chose you give Spirited, Spirited Away a perfect ten. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this it's is an I eleven. Think, <laughs> I think his words were the only other movie to rival Spirited Away was even Steven's movie. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, like, I was fine about this movie. Uh, honestly, uh, I was thinking more about it, uh, more about Spirited Away. 
I was kind of bored the second time I watched it. The first time I watched it, I liked it a lot more than the second time. Like it, it loses something in 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 subsequent viewings. I had so wait, so have we bullied you? <laughs> no, I, I was bored when I was watching it a little bit. Okay, uh, it, but I just I I'm I I my instinct now around you guys is to dig in. Uh, just like a, like a frightened little boy. I like how that also implies though, that, uh, Scott Tyler and I enjoyed spirit away the most we ever will. And oh, any yeah. subsequent viewings <laughs> will be worse. I would say probably, uh, the, honestly, the silver lining on that is I will never watch that movie again. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, Shia LaBeouf's best acting uh, oh yeah, roles. even Steven. <laughs> That's yeah. not what he was talking about at all. Yeah, I think yeah, he said it's, Fury. It's even Steven, and then uh, it's Transformers One, and then Transformers Three, and then Fury. Okay, uh, I actually will, haven't seen Fury. Uh, I will say Fury is fantastic, and it also has Logan Lerman in it. I uh, I, I could have gone to a free screening of it at school, but then I realized I had to wait into a wait in a three hour line for a free ten dollar movie ticket, and I was like, <laughs> what did? Oh, how college, much is my time worth? Yeah, like college <laughs> students don't really understand how much their time is worth. I figured out that day. <laughs> um, I will say, though, I actually think Shia LaBeouf is a really good actor. Uh, and this is just a wreck because uh, we can't nominate it yet for the pod. But you should definitely watch Honey Boy. Honey Boy was fantastic. It's an incredible and Shia movie. LaBeouf was so good in it. What uh, is that like an independent or did it actually? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. It's independent. It might have been an Amazon original. Did he write it? Shia he, LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf wrote it. It's it's his story. It's mm. like it's a... It's a. Uh, it's about how he met Beans. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about his abusive father. Oh. Not as funny. <laughs> Are you less interested? <laughs> it would have been a lot funnier if it was about how he met Beans. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he has that in development okay. right now. Yeah. The, the Beans. What, wait, so, <laughs> who's, who's, what's that guy's name? That actor? Who plays Beans? I don't know. <laughs> I think his name is just Beans. In real Hold life? On, you guys yeah, keep talking. I'm going to pull up a yeah, current no, picture of him. It. Is it his first or last name? Both. <laughs> Both. It's like Cher. He just has one name. Uh yeah, Honey Boy is great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Guys, this, this, this movie is, would have benefited from beans. This is beans today. Where did his hair go? <laughs> He's younger a, than Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> we've got a lot of visual stuff. Yeah, going we're gonna on have to do a photo dump. On, <laughs> yeah. photo dump. on Instagram, we're just gonna do a photo dump of these things. No, you just they could just go Google it as they're listening while they're driving. Yeah. <laughs> So you heard it here. Scott says that you should look at your phone while you're driving. Yeah. And I'd support that. (laughs) And we all say that you should never watch Spirited Away more than once. Um, All right. Uh, For uh, Jake and Scott, who, you know, obviously it sounds like Zach and I are pretty, pretty big stands of this movie. Uh, For Jake and Scott, what didn't work for you guys in this? I feel like I mentioned that, like, like it wasn't like. Yeah, I feel like I mentioned the things like, I, I don't know, I felt like it's kind of predictable. And I, I did. I felt like a lot of like besides Paul Rudd, who I very much enjoyed and I haven't talked about yet. Um, I felt like a lot like the other performances. I, I didn't think they were that good. Uh, Anne Hogg. You didn't uh, not even Ezra Miller. Ezra no, Miller no, no. is what I, I mean. Other than those three. So like, like oh, oh like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. Ezra Miller, Emma Watson, Logan Lerman. I thought they were good. The other ones I thought were pretty lacking. Like the unnamed bully. 
Yeah. yeah. Like the unnamed bully. And, uh, and uh, the, the, was, the football player star guy. And that the was the nerdiest bully I've ever seen. Too. <laughs> well, he even said, like, after she first insults him, uh, he says, like, narrating, he says, uh, she's she's gotten straight A's since first grade or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, but she just also looked like such a dork. Like, man, she her confidence must have been through the roof. Well, and then she like 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 leads a crew of guys that like takes him <laughs> into the bathroom to beat him up to like get his uh Yeah, I want to know her book story. Report. That's a fascinating character. I wonder if Chopsky was actually bullied by like a, a chick with braces. For his trapper keeper. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a thing to pick on. I thought the Trapper Keepers were the thing in the early 90s. So did you not think that uh, her was good? Was a good actor? Anhog? Yeah. <laughs> really? You didn't think she was good? I thought she was good in this. That is whatever, honestly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wait, I don't who? even know who you guys are talking about. Egg? <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot that it's Anne from. I thought you uh, were. I thought you were going along <laughs> with like, the bit. <laughs> yeah, her. <laughs> what is, is she, she funny? funny? <laughs> Wait, that was the friend. That was the yeah. one he dates. Oh, I never t- made that connection. Yeah, that, What's her that name? Was May, her. May. I think it's May Whitman. May Whitman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was good in this. I thought she was good. I thought too. she was good. Is she an Avatar, the Last Airbender? Yeah, she's Katara. I thought I, I, was, I knew the name Mae Whitman was Katara, but then yeah. I didn't put that together until I saw her name in the credits in this movie. Yeah, does that make you like her more in this? Katara, Katara was my least favorite member of the gang. Really? I thought she's like the best. It's uh, kind of whiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I like her. Oh, you liked her brother, huh? Sokka? No, uh, I mean, uh, Ro- oh, Ro- Iroh is definitely my favorite character. Who's Iroh, the, uh, Zuko's uncle. He's not one of the main crew. I mean, he's one of the main characters. He gets a lot of screen time. And then Aang and then Zuko. Aang is your second favorite? I love Aang. Aang's so annoying. Yeah, Aang is definitely the worst character. I like Aang. (laughs) I like Aang a lot. Can we as a podcast (laughs) publicly release a statement? (laughs) Aang is the worst character. Aang is the spirited away of the characters. (laughs) Aang is the worst character? (laughs) Aang is the JP of all the Avatar characters. You keep Aang's name out of your mouth. (laughs) Wow. You you hear that, JP? Zach dissed you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not afraid of JP. <laughs> Jake, you had a disc for JP too? Nah, I think he's had enough this episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll think of some for next week. Okay. I'll, I'll 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 chamber him. Save him. Yeah. Yeah, but I also liked Paul Rudd. Yeah, I I thought he was a great cast in this to be honest. I I every time I see Paul Rudd, I think, man, I wish Paul Rudd was in more things, you know? He's yeah. just every time I like him, he's very likable, just enjoyable to watch. Every time I see Paul Rudd, I'm like, why doesn't he age? He That's looks true. He, he looks the same as he did in Friends yeah. as Phoebe's husband. Yeah, he really does. I mean, I don't remember that. I, I'm not really a Friends person. I've watched maybe four episodes, but... I've seen them all a few... T- it's, it's, it's easy to watch, so like, I'll put it on if I... like. If like, you say so. You know, and I just put it on my <laughs> Got friends. <laughs> All right. Uh, that wasn't a diss on you. It yeah. was a diss on friends. <laughs> I struggled to watch it now, but when it was coming out, I thought it was really good. Are you guys friends guys? Friend, I mean, clearly. Seinfeld Tyler's over not. friends. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I think Seinfeld is yeah. a better, funnier show than oh, friends, yeah. but. I've um, never watched Seinfeld, but it's coming to Netflix October 1st, so I might actually check it out. Seinfeld is really funny. It's on Hulu. Oh, is it? 
Yeah. Yeah, they uh, have a Hulu has a lot for it. They I have hate, like a I hate Hulu. I don't like so. Hulu either. Wait, but what? I, just the interface just It's sucks. a trash interface. Also, their web app just doesn't work very well. Plus like, I tried their uh Hulu Live Sports and it just it wouldn't guys, record anything. Hulu's our sponsor. I mean, I, I meant to say. Hulu. I meant to say. Uh, I, I'm talking. They're about, originals. They're so original. Does Hulu have any originals? I'm talking about. Yeah. Peacock, oh, you know they have a Catch Twenty Two show that I want to watch. They have several originals um, that have been really good. Is Catch Twenty Two good? I haven't watched it. George Clooney's in it. Yeah, he so. is. Who? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do you think doesn't age more, uh, Paul Rudd or Keanu Reeves? Elijah uh, Wood. Oh, Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah, he no. doesn't age at all. I Elijah just Wood looks cracked out. <laughs> what? No, Elijah Wood looks no, like he... Just because he has big blue eyes. Elijah Wood looks like he's three years out from filming Lord of the Rings. He totally does. If you think Elijah Wood is old, you should look at uh, Billy Boyd. Oh, yeah. Billy he, Boyd looks he aged yeah, who terribly. Who's uh, Billy Boyd? And so did uh, Sean Astin. Yeah. yeah. B- <laughs> Billy Boyd is uh, Pippin, right? Yeah, is he, yeah. Pippin, oh, yeah, he's yeah. older. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't look good. <laughs> You know, you can get a Elijah cameo. Elijah looks old. I don't think so. I just Hold watched on. him. I just watched him give an interview dump. to GQ from like from like four weeks ago, and I was literally thinking, he hasn't aged. He made a deal with the devil. I mean, he, Keanu recently is looking older. Yeah, he, he I did really I, well for a long time. This is what Elijah would looks like right now. Yeah, he looks old. Another one that... <laughs> well, are you kidding me? <laughs> it just looks... Ano- I, another bit of this episode that will not translate well. We're going to do a photo dump. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> we'll just we'll just post on Instagram without caption all of the photos. Yeah. If you're listening we, to this, go follow us on Insta. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you're driving before you check <laughs> these pictures. <laughs> For me. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, what do you say we uh, we bring this episode to a close? Yeah, let's do I it. I don't think I ever did my favorite part. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your favorite part? I think it'd be when Patrick um, actually goes to visit his dad in jail. <laughs> Is this a Snyder Cut reference? <laughs> yes. I haven't seen I never Snyder watched Cut. Snyder Cut either. <laughs> I can't believe you watched the Snyder Cut. Is that really not in the regular version? I don't, no, I don't so. remember it's the not. regular version either. It's not in the regular the version. I think it is. I don't think so. I Did watched, you watch both? Oh, I watched both. <laughs> you watched the Snyder Cut and then you're like, I'm going to watch the, the worst version? <laughs> yes. yes. Without a doubt. Wow. Like back because to back. That's that's dedication to Justice League in the, I, in the Dooku. I, I thought the whole, uh, the whole just scenario surrounding the Snyder Cut and Justice League was so fascinating. Like that there's like as an a enti- cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like either, but I watched it. Like I, I watched the Snyder cut and I, I felt like I had to watch justice league to see how much worse it was. And it, it really is way worse, even though I didn't think Snyder cut was that good either, but it's crazy how different it is. I, I just don't know if I have the, the wherewithal to sit through the, the Snyder cut after how bad I, was I just remember laughing through watching Justice League in the movie theaters with you guys. And I was like, that was one yeah. of the most trashy movies. And ever to seen. be fair, I didn't watch them back to back or in one sitting, any of them. I split them up into like segment viewings. So kind of like, like the hateful eight extended edition they do have, have on yeah. Netflix. I haven't watched pretty that much. Yet, like but that. I, I, I think it's an interesting idea to like break the movie into episodes. I actually do that a lot with movies. 
Like sometimes when I'm at yeah, work, yeah, I don't like, understand. It bothers me. That I don't you do that. I don't do it with movies. <laughs> I don't do it with movies. I actually like care about watching. Oh, okay. But if it's just like uh, like eh, whatever, like, like anything for the pod. Yeah, just yeah. something like there will be blood. Or... I have done it with pod movies before. Gosh, if you split there will be blood into episodes one, it would be like fifteen. But two, the first one wouldn't have any words. <laughs> it's a silent film. It's a very meta first episode. Yeah, yeah. you could say the same thing about uh, good, the bad, and the ugly too. No, the good, the bad, and the ugly would be credits. And then episodes every other would be fully no no lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so somebody, I have a good, the bad, the ugly poster on my wall and somebody that I work with, uh, really loved it. And she asked me where I got it. So that's at least one other fan. Did she say she loved the movie or just the poster? I didn't ask. I didn't, didn't ask yeah, for it elaboration. Was probably the it was probably the poster. Uh, it, it was I, for honestly, irony. I, I don't think it was for irony. She's from China. I don't think she's heard of the movie. I think she just liked the poster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I felt very genuine. No, she just, I'm, I just don't think the Chinese people are watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly in China, you know? I don't Maybe think most people are watching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, to be like, honest. So many people are watching it. <laughs> are no. watching it. Like actively watching yeah, it. Yeah, right now. <laughs> if you had to guess, out of the eight plus billion people in the world, how many people do you think are watching? Over the over 100,000. Right now are watching right The Good, now. The Bad, and The Ugly? Oh, four. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wish I would, there was a way that we could there, know that. Okay, yeah. we need to come out with a website that tracks. <laughs> we can't type. get more than 50 <laughs> listens on a podcast episode. You think we're going to get everybody in the world to say when they're watching the good, the bad, and the ugly? No, you just got to connect with all of the streaming services at once. What if they're not streaming it? Well, that movie came out in the 70s. So, so what are they going to have it on? Betamax. Yeah, VHS. Yeah, DVD. DVD, Blu-ray. No. These are old men, Scott. All these people are dead. My dad has never turned on Netflix in his life. Does we he have it, it against DVD? his will. No, my dad's never watched a movie on DVD. My dad. What does he have it on? Nothing. If my dad wants to watch so a movie. So he's not one of the uh, ones watching it? If my dad wants to watch a movie, he will find it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. You can say, hey, dad, um, like, I want to watch this movie. And then the next day, it, he'll be watching it on TV. <laughs> does he, Does he like, TiVo it? Or he no. just times it perfectly towards the like, other it thing, starts at four? The other thing about him is that he refuses to get TiVo. <laughs> we've never had TiVo. Really? Yeah, we've never had TiVo. He doesn't believe in DVDs, but he will watch exactly what he wants whenever he can wants Can he to. at least like go to where he can see what's going to be playing in a couple hours? He can, oh, sure. Okay, okay. But like... That's still very like TV impressive. Guide. Yeah, yeah, he uses TV That's Guide. That's still very impressive. It's insane. I don't know. And then some. sometimes you're like, oh man, what about that movie? He's like, oh, I was just watching it yesterday. He <laughs> <laughs> so beats you to it sometimes. <laughs> All right, for real, let's wind this one down. Yep, Tyler, you're up first. What what you got for us? Uh, I'm gonna give this an eight point eight. Uh, are we? Are we? Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna give this movie an eight point eight. Uh, n- nothings. See what I did there? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, an, it's an ancient joke. <laughs> you're uh, up, Jake. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven point five. Little secrets? Can I say? Is that? Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even sure what you were referencing at first. I'm going to give it 8.1 dead best friends. I'm going to give it uh, 7.8. Oh, I had something and I lost it. Sorry. Paul Rudd's. (laughs) <laughs> that's not what I was going to say, but I lost it. Ant-Man. <laughs> Stolen jeans. That's what I was going to say. Paul Rudd's. 
This is another MCU movie. All right, this one comes out to a 79%. Just a reminder, the other guys gave this 85%, and it had 7.9 on IMDb. So we nailed IMDb. So we, we had the same as IMDb, and this is officially number 31 out of 70. Nice. So this wow, is our 70th episode? 70. We're at 70 movies. Wow. It's crazy. Are you not connected to the internet right now? No. Oh, okay. Because I was like, that, that didn't update it all on here, and I was confused. No, I'm not connected to the internet. I, I, I'll i do it after this episode. Okay. I didn't realize I wasn't until okay. you asked. <laughs> okay, thank you. But I have this available to edit offline. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what are we doing next week, Zach? Uh, well, at this point, we're starting Spooktober. Yeah. yeah. Wait, it's already Spooktober? I'm scared. <laughs> we're it's there. Gonna, I mean, by next week, it'll be Spooktober. We're wow. there. The Oct is out. Again, Oct right? Yeah, yeah. The Oct is out. The Oct is out. It's spooked. It's still, it, I guess it never went back. Yeah. Right? The, it's the, been oct, out. the Oct is still gone. Yeah. Spook is still it. Okay. <laughs> can, Much you, can you put that in a spook. hashtag? Or is that too long? I don't know if there's any limits. No, we can put it in a hashtag. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Oct is still out. Spook is still in. Spook, spook is, is still in. in. Yeah, so we're starting Spooktober next week. Uh, hopefully, this is going to be a better batch of movies. Season last two Spooktober is hopefully better than season yeah, one Spooktober. Yeah, season one Spooktober ended up being pretty lame. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it's better. I picked The Exorcist, which a lot of people regard as one of the best horror films ever. That's true. We will see about that. That we shall. Uh, Scott, do you have any final thoughts about uh, Logan Lerman before we get out of here? He's just 